Amen. Everybody is going to be happy over there. What a time it's going to be. No more sickness. No more death. Shock trauma would have gone out of business. There will be no need for marches nor Vaughn Green. The aches that I got up with this morning, I won't have them no more. What a good time is going to be over there. But let me tell you, if you don't have a good time over here, you might not have a good time over there. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. I'm having a great time over here. Brother Frazier, how you doing? I'm drinking out of the saucer. My cup runneth over. If you get dried up, just put your cup under my saucer and something will drop in there. Because God is good not some of the time. All of the time. And all of the time, God is good. Good morning, 11 o'clock people. I haven't seen y'all in months because I've been running to D.C. But God just said, hang in there. Help is on its way. Sister Bethea, Brother Bethea made it safe. Brother Bethea is in Valdosta today at Brother Irison's congregation. So if you came to see Brother Bethea, buy a tape or come back next week. Yeah. I would tell you what he might have told you. So I don't want you to be disappointed. Those of you who are visiting with us who may not be members of the Church of Christ, we say welcome. We realize you could have been someplace else this morning, but you decided to come our way. I want you to know you're not here by accident. This was in God's plan before the foundation of the world that you would be here this morning. And those of you who are visiting with us from another congregation of the Lord's people, it's good to see you. It's always good when we can come, open God's book, study his word, which is able to save our souls. And those of us who labor here with the elders and brother and sister Bethea, we're just happy to see you this morning. Thank you, Brother Holder. Thank you, Brother Keelan. Uh, the seniors are going to meet over in the chapel. Since Brother Lucas is older than I am, better looking than I am, he have the right to do whatever he wants to do. So those of you who are interested in the Mid-Atlantic lectureship, we'll meet over in the old sanctuary immediately following. If you go to Brother Lucas and you're participating in the Mid-Atlantic, just ask somebody and they'll tell you what we talked about today. But mainly we need you to register for the Mid-Atlantic because it's, we're hosting. It's a shame if everybody show up and we're not there. Amen. Ain't that something? Amen. Yeah. So let's make sure we 
do that. I want to say a, a few things to you this morning. It's, uh, I, I, I don't know the time since we changed stuff over. So I won't be here till midnight. But if I go long or if I cut short, I'm going to give you what I brought. Is, is that all right? Amen, amen, amen. The passage, Romans chapter number 7. The passage that Brother Keeling, Keeling so ably read into our hearing. We'll read those as a launching board for the lesson this morning. Romans chapter 7, verse number 24. When... When Paul uh, wrote this letter, he, um, he didn't write it in chapters and verse. He, he just gave them a thought. And, and man split this stuff up. So, you know, at the end of it, you go from one chapter to the next chapter. doesn't mean that the author changes thought. So the thought that I want to share started in 27, but it culminated in, in number eight. So if you understand number eight, you would realize how great God is for us from 27. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, because see, in, 26, in, uh, in chapter 7, we was us. But thank God, chapter 8 showed up. Yeah, because see, you won't, we won't appreciate chapter 8 until we see how we look in chapter 7. Is that all right? So, so watch what Paul says in Romans chapter 7 and verse 24. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ had made me free from the law of sin and death. Verse number two. In chapter number eight, Paul says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ had made me free 
from the law of sin and death. If you need a subject, transitioning in Christ. Transitioning in Christ. The Apostle Paul writes this letter to the Church of Christ in Rome before he ever visited the Church of Christ. And he writes it by saying, I didn't get it from man. I got it from God. So whatever I'm about to tell you, I'm telling you based on what I have obtained from God. Paul says that there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. But before I can show you now, I need to take you back to then. See, because we will never appreciate now if we don't understand where we were then. So what Paul does in chapter 7, he said, every time that I desired to do good, evil was present with me. I, I wanted to do right. But the things that I know that I should do, I don't do those things. And the things that I know that I ought not to do, those things that I do. Because when I, when I want to do right, evil is present with me. He said, in my mind, there's a war that is going on in my members. And every time I desire to do right, Evil is right there. I don't want to do wrong, but I can't help myself. So I came to the conclusion, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this pain of suffering? So what Paul does, he gives us a picture of a Jew trying to find righteousness in the law or righteousness all by himself but you can't find righteousness all by yourself so what paul says that is nothing wrong with the law it was it's with me trying to keep the law and all of every day i desire to keep the law i come up Short, and every time I think I'm doing right, I find myself short. Every time I think I'm doing what God wants me to do, I'm doing just the opposite. So the only conclusion that I can come with is, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? And then he said, I thank God. For Jesus Christ, who have delivered me from this pain. Oh, wretched man that I am. The apostle gives us a picture of a man who had murdered another man. 
and, and the punishment was that way they would strap this dead man on his back and allow him to walk freely in society until the, 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 the poison of that dead man <laughs> ceased into his body and kills him. So Paul said, who shall deliver me from this pain and suffering? The only person that can deliver me of this pain and suffering is Jesus Christ. So he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ that there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So I, I need to tell you a little bit about being in Christ. See, if you were in this audience this morning and you have never been baptized for the remission of your sin, you are not in Christ Jesus. Paul says if you are in Christ, God is going to take away all of your condemnation. See, when you fall short, God will pick you up. When you run out, God will run on. When you seem like the world has turned their back on you, God will be right there with you. And if you never obeyed the gospel, God wants to help you. God want to take away all of your condemnation. God want to give you the pleasures of life. God wants you to have all of the glory, but he can't. He can't because you are not in Christ. Everything based on us being in Christ. So you say, well, well, preacher, how then? How come I'm getting, I got a new house, I got a new car, and I got a new job, I've got a good college education, I, got, I live in the best neighborhood, but see, you're looking at all of the blessings that Satan will give you. That house I live out there? In Alpha County, they're going to tear it down. That car I drive, it's on the way to the junkyard. You see this suit I'm wearing? It looks good today. But one day it's going to fall up and go into the garbage can because all of this, this stuff, Paul, see, this is what Paul is saying. Paul is not saying that God will not give us blessings, but Paul is saying, there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. All of those times, Tom, that I took grapes from the giants and didn't pay for it, God hold that, don't hold that against me anymore. Every time when the kids were going to school and I would go to the office and grab all the craft ink pen and paper, brought it home, I was stealing. Paul 
Paul said, God is not going to hold that against me. Why will God not hold that against me? Because I'm in Christ. There, therefore, now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. The other day, Brother Claiborne, I, I walked into the house and my wife says to me, she said, those lights above need to be changed. I said, where at? She says, in the foyer. And when I look up there, got them high ceiling. And she said, you need to change those lights in the foyer. In my mind, I want to be six, seven. But I'm too short to change the light. So I got to get a ladder that would help me to reach the areas that I cannot reach by myself. And when I fall short and thinking that I can reach where God wants me to do, I fall short and I need someone to help me to measure up to where God wants me to be. Paul said that in Christ Jesus, he would raise me up to where I need to be so I can be measured up to where God want me to be measured up. So here's how he put it. There's therefore. Now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, brothers and sisters, in Christ, you are free from sin. In Christ, you are free from the cares of this world. No condemnation. See, when you hear that, Brother Billy, you should just lose everything and start shouting. Because I'm not held accountable for the things that I do in this body because of where I am in Christ. Now, but if you're not in Christ, the Bible says it's not in God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But since you in the audience, and see, I don't know who you are. So that's one of the blessed things. I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are. And I didn't have this message. The Holy Ghost gave me the message. Got it, gave it to Paul, who came from Jesus, who came from God. I'm just the last stop of the message. You know, when you charge all of that stuff on your, on your credit card, knowing you can't pay for it. When Brother Cooper put it in your mailbox on Monday, don't get mad, tell a dog to bite Brother Cooper. Brother Cooper just put the mail in the box. He didn't tell you to charge that stuff and Macy and know you ain't got the money to pay for it at the end of the month. So that's the same thing with me. I don't know whether you in the Lord or not, but just in case you're not, just in case you're not, 
I just need to tell you something. God want to help you. God want to make sure that you are not held accountable for it. But God can't do it. You say, why God can't do it? Because all spiritual blessings are in Christ. See, now, if you, if you want spiritual blessing, you can't have it unless you're in Christ. Now, cause see, uh, you know, sometimes we all try to want ourselves to think we better than we are. Yeah, all of us want to be, you know, we more righteous than the person sitting next to us. When the preacher talk about sinner, he ain't talking about me. He talking about the person that's sitting next to me. Well, I came to tell you what God said. If you are not in Christ... I do not hear you, nor will I save you. Now, since Paul said it, that's where I got it from. Let's let Paul tell us how to get in Christ there. Because, see, he, he, he comes and he says that there are therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's what Paul said. So now, Paul, since you said that, how do I get into Christ? See, that's what I would ask. You know, if Paul said that, Brother Worley, don't you think Paul should be able to tell us how to get into Christ? Yeah, that's what Paul does. In Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 6. Brother Claiborne, do you need a mic? Okay, Romans chapter 6. Brother Veal, you get a mic too. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 3. Watch what Paul says. Paul says in Romans 6 and 3, any one of you? No, no you not. No, you not. That, that so, so many, many of us, us as, as were, were baptized, what? baptized into Christ, crank, were, baptized were baptized into his death. Into his death. Therefore, Therefore uh -huh, we, are we are buried, buried with, him with him by baptism, baptism into death. death. That, that like, like as Christ, Christ was raised, raised up, up from, from the, the dead, dead by the glory, by the glory of, the of the Father, even so we, we also, we also should walk, walk in newness of life. In the newness of life. Mm -hmm. Now, go ahead to the next one. For if we what? Have been planted, planted together. Together. In the likeness of in his In the death, likeness of his death. We shall be also. We shall also be. In the likeness of his resurrection. In the likeness of his resurrection. Now, now watch what Paul said. Don't you know that so many of us, as we're baptized into Christ, we were baptized into his death. What is he doing? Transforming us from one state to the next state. You remember what Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I did childish things. But when I became a man, I put away childish thing. When I was a sinner, I thought like a sinner. I did sinner's things. But when I became in Christ, I put away. Preacher, are you saying to me that I ain't never going to sin no again? No, that's not what Paul's saying here. Paul's saying that since we are in Christ, 
we should sin less. There ain't never going to be a time when we're not a sinner. I, I, I know how holy you think you are. I, I know you think I'm not talking to you. I, I believe you think this message is for the person next to you. But I just stopped by to tell you. It's not me. I, they just read, and that's why I asked them to read. I could have quote that scripture for you. But I want you to know that it's just not in my Bible. It's in their Bible also. And if you take them down and look at your Bible, you're going to see the same thing in your Bible. Now, if it's in all of the Bibles, and all of the Bibles came from God, guess what God want us to do? God want us to do. That's all God want us to do. There's therefore. Paul says, now, you in the audience and you not in Christ. Paul says, if you've been planted together in the likeness of his death, you should also be what? In the likeness of his resurrection. See, transition. Death. We, we got a misconception of death. Death is never a period. Death is never a period. Death is a comma transitioning you from one state unto the next state. You remember what Paul said? Jesus thought it was not robbery to be equal with God, but it made himself of no reputation lower than the angels so he can come to the earth. See, God can't die. But in order for God to understand man, God had to die. But God couldn't die in God's state. So God had to make himself lower than the angels take on the form of flesh. That's why John said in John 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So it was in the beginning. He said in John 1, 14, said, that word became flesh, dwelled upon man. And see, and, and what the Jews thought on Thursday night is that they would have a meeting a supreme court type court yeah. before midnight and between midnight and morning okay. and condemn the man well. and say, well, he put himself to be equal with God. He said that we should not honor the law. Well, we need to do something about him. So what they did with that man, they killed him on Friday. Put him in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arabatea. But early, early Sunday morning, a man went into the tomb, but God got up out of the tomb, stood up on Resurrection Hill, called his disciples over to him and said, All power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believed the gospel and is baptized shall be saved. And then in Acts chapter 1, in verse 5, you men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing? This same Jesus you see go, he going to come back in like manner. What are you doing, Jesus? 
I done came so that there'll be no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And then in Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3. Now see, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go from in Christ to outside of Christ. Because see, when you in Christ, God expect one thing. And when you outside of Christ, God expect something else. But the end of it all should be end up to the same place. Is that all right? In, in Colossians chapter 3, in verse 1, the Bible says, If you then be risen with Christ, If you then be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above, Seek those things which are above, Where, where Christ, Christ sits on, on the right hand, hand of, God. of God. Go ahead. Set your, Set your affection uh -huh. on things above, above, Not on things, things on, on the earth. earth. Because, for you are dead, dead and your life, life is, is hid with, with Christ, Christ in God. In God. Amen. Now, now Paul, he gives a if-then mm. argument. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you know, yeah. you know, like parents says, if you go to school and get good grades, yeah. you can get into a good college. If you go to school, get good grades, we'll accept you at Morgan. But if you don't go to school, you don't get good grades. You don't have to worry about getting into a good college. See, that, that's just an if-then argument. See, something has to happen in order for something to happen. So Paul comes and he writes this letter to the church at Christ in Colossae. And, and he tells Atisimus, read this also to the church in Latter-day Sea. Because I need all of y'all to understand something. Because, see, now you in Christ, you can't just sit down on your lawns on, and, and just wait for the chariot to come home. So he said, if then you be raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above and not on the things of the earth. Set your affection on things above where Christ sits at the right hand of God so many times. Brother Clayton, read, read verse 1 again. If you then be risen with Christ. If you then be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Ah, okay. Want to go on? No, 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 no. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things. Which are above. Read, read, read. Where, where Christ sitteth where Christ on the right sit, hand uh -huh, of God. Uh huh. Go ahead. 
set your affections. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we is. There we is. There we is. <laughs> there it is. In your 12 or your eight hour day, okay. 18 hour day, whatever, right. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, some people get eight hours yeah. of sleep. Uh, some folks like me get six or okay. uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're sleeping, yeah, yeah, four, yeah, we get the four. When you're sleeping, you can't do nothing. Okay. Is it a rat race? 24 hours, seven days a week, that we don't have time? Watch what the text says. The text says, set your affection on things above. Okay. How much of the day do we set our affection on things above? Verse 1 said, Amen. If you then, then be risen with if Christ. If you then be risen with Christ, seek, seek those, those things, things which, which are above. above. Yeah. And not yeah. on the things mm -hmm. of earth. Mm -hmm. Amen. If we're seeking. Spending all of our time mm -hmm. to seek the things mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. okay. We're wasting trouble. All right. Amen. Because there ain't nothing but hell yeah. down here. That's it. That's it. You go home, hell. You go to work, hell. You go out in the street, hell. Sometimes you come to church, more hell. So if, 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 if all, listen to what, what, I'm not, Brother Cooper, all Brother Cooper do is put the mail in the box. He didn't write none of it. I didn't write none of it. All I'm doing is reading. This in your book. I'm just exegeting what the scriptures say. Now, if you got a problem afterwards, just see me. Because all I'm doing is going with the scripture. Set. Your affection on things above. But before he said to do with your affection, he tells you to seek something. Okay, amen. So you're seeking a good job. You're seeking a good spouse. You're seeking a good house. You're seeking a new car. You're seeking good friends. But all of these things are on earth. Do we ever, do we ever talk about it? heaven? How could Christians not ever talk about heaven? I, Brother Johnson, I turned 60. Every day, I got a new pain. 
have a day. But there's not something. And when I get up in the morning, they introduce themselves to me. He said, I'm on your lower back. And I'm going to be there for a while. And Brother Luke, as soon as, soon as I get that taken care of, I get out of the bed. And then my big toe said, I'm down here. I just want you to know I'm in the neighborhood. And I'm going to be here for a while. So I called Dr. Knight. He gave me something for the big toe. And then the wrist start. Can't grab. I, I, I'm showing up. When you, when you put, you mean to tell me there's more coming? <laughs> Gotta go ahead. Honey, did I take my pill? I, I need a pill. I, I can't. I ought to take something before I go. Then you take something to go to sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, you got to take something to wake you up. Then you got to carry something in the day to keep you through the day. And then when you get home, honey, I, how many pills did I take? All of our affection. There's some things above, below, and ain't nothing but hell down here. That's why Jesus say, every now and then, instead of looking down, you need to look up. Where Christ sits on the right hand. Never talk about. You stay on the phone and you gossip. Did you see scandal? I don't know what's going on there. And we spend the last four weeks talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is in the White House, not in the up house. And in four years, he's gone from there. That's why Jesus says, set your affection on things above. Every now and then, you need to look up. Say, where, you? where your heart is, there you will be also. Set your affection on things above. Now, if you're not in Christ, you, you can't think about things above. See, all you know is what's down here. You wondering why you constantly inhale because you put your trust in an unfaithful man and he ain't never going to help you. Well, my preacher, Reverend so-and-so told me that everything going to be all right. Five ways for a better marriage. Ten ways to find a new job. Seven ways to make your whole house a home. And then three ways of mortgaging for a new car. All of that stuff is going to be here when you leave. So what Paul does, he says, set your affection on things above. See, when people see you, when your affection is above, they call you arrogant. 
Look at him. He think he's so much. Look at her. She thinks she got everything. No, no, that's just a little aboveness about me. Don't get mad with me. It's just a little aboveness. I'm not going to stoop down that low. My affection is on things above where Christ sits at the right hand. I remember, did I tell y'all a story? This, this, this woman married to this man, called his lawyer in and says, she can have everything when I die, except the money that is in the bank. So the man took sick. And he died. Lawyer called his wife in and says, the yacht and house in Florida, the one apartment in New York, all of that belongs to you. He said, but he told you the money in the bank he needed to carry with him. She said, he said, did you do that? She said, yes. I wrote him a check. And I put it in the coffin. And where he going? If he can cash that, everything is going to be all right. When you, when, you, when you put your affection on things, Below. That's your thought process. But when you set your affection on things above, where Christ sits at the right hand, everything is okay. And see, God, if you're not in Christ, God want to be your Savior. God want to be your teacher. God will be your parents. God will be your student. God will be anything you want God to be it, but he can't do it because you're not in Christ. See, all of this stuff happens if you're in Christ. All spiritual blessings are in Christ. There is not one spiritual blessing outside of Christ. And you know, Brother Claiborne, Christian, we get disenchanted because we see we come every week and we see our neighbor prospering. How they get a new car and they do renovate all of this to their house. And I'm praying to God every day. You got your affection on things down here. How about your neighbor? You got one suit. He got 25 suits. But if you worry about his one, his 25 suit, you're not going to appreciate your one suit. See, see, 
Somebody he got 25. All you got to do, get you a new tie. Get a new pocket hanky. A new pair of socks with the same suit. Accessorize it. Don't worry about Don't worry about his 25 suit. Because his 25 suit ain't going to do nothing for you. Just change your shirt. Get him a new shirt. And a new tie. Just accessorize it. Don't worry about that. Let me give you a principle and I'm done. Give you a principle and I'm done. The blind man. The blind man. The apostle says, who sinned? Because the Bible said he was blind from birth. So who sinned? He did are uh, his parents. Jesus says, none of them sinned. But this was done for the glory of God. The blind man couldn't see. But he can hear. See, see he, he, he couldn't see. But he could hear. And the naysayers says, don't you disturb Jesus. Okay, right, See, right. the blind man never seen him, right, right, right. but he heard him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't worry about him not seeing. Okay. He used what he had. If you got one suit, just use what you got. Don't worry about the 25 mountain guy suit. If you can't see Jesus, don't worry about him. Just hear him. Just hear him. Jesus of Nazareth, <laughs> save me. What is it that you want me to do for you? <laughs> see, the blind man, that's the other thing. This is not even on the, in the lesson. <laughs> but since I'm on the street. Know what you want when you go to God. God call you and tell you, I'm going to grant you one thing. Don't call up God and say, well, that's not enough because I got a lot of issues. The blind man had one problem. He could hear. Jesus said, what would that thou do for me? He said, I want to see. <laughs> that was his issue. See, if Jesus called you, well, in a minute, he's going to call you. He's going to call you up. And when Jesus calls you, don't tell Jesus that you need a better job. Don't tell him that you need a new house. Don't tell Jesus I'm looking for a man or I'm looking for a woman. Don't, don't tell Jesus none of that. Tell Jesus you got a sin problem. Tell Jesus you got a sin problem. And when you got a sin problem, he'll do to you what he did for the blind man. Amen. He said to the blind man, thy faith has made you whole. Transitioning from a sinner to a savior. From sinful to righteousness. Set your affection things above and not on the things 
below. If you're here this morning, you find yourself outside of Christ. So then faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ, and we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sin. God will then add you to the church, put you in Christ Jesus. And when you are in Christ Jesus, Paul says, there therefore now, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And if you are a member of the Lord's church and every now and then you get discouraged, stop thinking about the hell that is on earth because that's always going to be here. Set your affection on things above. Come right now as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected. Hymn number 902. What can wash away Nothing my but the blood. Sins? Nothing but the blood of Nothing Jesus. but the blood. And what? And someone call you and say, I got a better job for you. You're going to make more money. You're going to do less work. You're going to get paid on time. How much thought would you give into that? You can't wait to call the job you on now and to say, I'm not coming in. I'm not coming back no more. I got a better job. I'm moving up. Jesus is saying to you, whatever you are now, bring that with you. Don't leave nothing. Everything that you got, whatever you have done, all just, just bring it right to me. And I will take care of it. Whatever you have done, don't worry about getting to clean up. I got it. Because there's now no condemnation. That's what Jesus is saying. And, and then when you get in Jesus, all of God's blessing All right, come on. is laid out for you. Amen. Streets of gold. Uh -huh. Amen. Walls of jasper. Amen. Amen. Crystal sea running right down the right. middle. Right. Right. Huh. I'm going to give you all of that. Can you imagine being rent free throughout all eternity? If someone offer you rent-free for the rest of your life on earth, you'll jump on it with no problem. He's offering you rent-free throughout all of eternity. Someone said, well, how long is that? Infinity, time, infinity, time, infinity, time, infinity. That's all I got. And he's going to give it to you longer than that. All you got to do is come. Go ahead, Brother Jones. I'm done. And for sin, nothing but the blood of Jesus.